Hello and welcome to the Brazilian BA guest. Today, I have the honor to receive an author of several books related to business analysis field. That is Deborah Poe. Hello, Deborah. Thank you for coming. Hello. Thank you for asking me. Oh, you, that's totally my pleasure. I have a question for you today, Deborah. This question is, what is the business analysis value proposition? Okay, that is a very, very big question. <laughs> yes, and you don't have so much time for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I shall try and be brief. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a really important question because if we are offering something as a business analysis community, we have to understand what our offer is and the offer relates to the value proposition. If we don't have a good value proposition, why would anybody want us to do any work? It's that simple, isn't it? So I always go back to sort of basics, if you like, or first principles. And I think, okay, why do organizations want to invest in change? Okay, because if we understand that, then maybe we can understand the part we play and the value proposition we offer within that context. So there's some really interesting work in so many areas related to value proposition. But one of the ones I like is um, a book on benefits management by Ward and Daniel. And they talk about beneficial outcomes or benefits, which obviously is very closely related to value proposition. And they talk about doing new things, doing things better and stopping doing things that don't work. Okay. Right. To totally related to change. So completely. And your spot not related solely to IT. For sure. But for business, right? But for business change, which, right. you know, these days, obviously, IT, digital technologies, it plays a big part in that. But if we're understanding value proposition, we've got to understand why organizations want whatever changes they want. Okay, so I sort of start there and then I start thinking about if we look at business analysis, how does it tie into that world? How does it help and contribute when organizations want to realize beneficial outcomes? Okay, and I don't really think we can say there is a value proposition. I mean, you, you could do something very high level like, well, business analysis has a value proposition that it helps organizations to achieve investment objectives. But that's a bit meaningless, don't you think? Yes, or, or taking better decisions, reaching exactly. better outcomes, something like that. But, but it's very... It's very vague. Very vague, you're right. It is. And so the way I look at things and the way I looked at things when I did a lot of research into this area, because I talked to a lot of people and it was very difficult to articulate a value proposition. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that business analysis is so broad. It covers so many different areas and it has so much depth. You know, you can go into such a lot of depth in so many areas when you're using business analysis. So that's why you end up with these very overview outline value propositions. 
So what I did was I looked at research into service science um, and service thinking and said, okay, why don't we break down business analysis into services and ask ourselves, what is the value proposition for each service? Because that way we can be a bit more specific and we can really say that if one of our services is, say, requirements definition, yeah, we're not going to say how we do that because it, it depends on the context. But what we can say is if we're working in the requirements area, that our value proposition is that the requirements are defined to the level of clarity that's needed, to the depth that's needed, and that is based on collaboration with the people who have those requirements, who own them, if you like. So we can talk about the value proposition from that point of view, completely related to the service. That That's very interesting because uh, you just gave an example, very more specific than just saying, taking better decisions or, exactly. or improving business, but very specific for a specific service. So yes. probably if we want to, to, to sell our jobs better, so th that's the, the, the focus on a value proposition, right? You, you must say, what are you selling or what you, are you offering for your customers so they want your delivery and not the delivery of others, uh, other competitors or other areas or other disciplines. Let's say if we say business analysis as a discipline, what's the offer of business analysis? and why you should choose business analysis and not other disciplines. And yes. so you use this example of the requirements analysis. Could you give us some other examples of other services related to business analysis? Well, yes, one of the ones when I was um, going around talking to different people and going to different companies, and, and obviously in my company, we work with hundreds of different companies. And one of the ones that was really interesting to me was I was talking to a group of people and they weren't all business analysts, but they were saying that one of the most valuable thing that the BAs did in their organization was helping them to shape and scope projects. Okay, and, and that's what they talked about, shaping and scoping. Right. Now, this is interesting for a few reasons, because what they were saying was that the business analysts helped them really understand what the problems were and also help them understand what the options were so that they could then form a view of what the change initiative needed to be, okay? And so the value proposition was a clearer definition of a problem, a clearer evaluation of options, and a clearer understanding of the scope and shape of what they were going to actually aim at delivering. Okay, now that was really interesting for another reason as well, because they used these terms, shaping and scoping. Okay, and internally to that organization, they all knew what that meant. And that is really interesting because business analysis is one of those disciplines where people often we use terminology and people don't really quite understand it because, because business analysis is one of those disciplines that sometimes isn't very clearly understood. But in that organization, they really understood that service. And so the other point I would make is 
that everything is contextual. So even though we might say requirements definition is a service, I'd be very loath to say shaping and scoping is a service. And what I would expect people to do is say, how do I name that in my organization so that my colleagues understand it? Do you see what I mean? Yes, that's interesting. It's always about context. Context rules always, always. everywhere. But I believe we as, as business analysts, teachers or, or, or influencers, I don't know what the name we, we can call us, but as members of the International Institute of Business Analysis, we, we must uh, create some clear value for business analysis and help people to understand. And it's not just a single value proposition. We are going to have several, right? And yeah. under this umbrella of those, that broad definition, like getting better business outcomes, we should define the specific ones from service to service and it will be contextual. Oh, that, that's a lot to think about, Deborah. Yeah. And, and that context really is it really is key because, you know, I've worked um, with some organizations where their view of business analysis is quite different to other organizations. So I can think of one where they had business analysts carrying out business analysis and they organized them at a portfolio level, a program level and a project level. So if you were to define the service catalogue, if you like, the set of services for that business analysis practice, they were organised in that way, some of them. And they also had um, a product owner service that was offered by the business analysis practice. So their context was really quite different to a lot of other contexts. But this is why we can talk about the services and the value proposition and, and the way I tried to do it and the way Christina and I did it in, in the book we wrote was to do it as a sort of a generic framework, okay? But the expectation is, is that people use that to tailor so that internally they then make it fit or adapt it to their context. Uh, uh, I wanted to hear a little bit more about the book you just spoke with Christina. I had Christina here a few weeks ago and yeah. it was very interesting when she explained how can we uh, organize business analysis as a service. I invite anyone who didn't have the chance to watch that episode. It was very, very interesting one. And I wanted to hear from you. Where can people find uh, this book? And how can they use it to define their value proposition in their individual context? Well, to find it, it's published by BCS um, and it's also available on Amazon. Um, to use it, Christina and I, when we wrote that book, we were trying to fill a gap that we felt existed for people who were leaders in the business analysis area. But it comes back to something that, that you and I've talked about earlier, which is that business analysis isn't just for business analysts, if you see what I mean. And to a certain extent, if you're looking at business analysis as a service, it can be offered and, and taken on board by, by lots of different people in different roles. The idea is that you start by thinking, okay, 
where a team or a community or a practice or whatever, what are the services that we offer? And for each of those, what overriding service in terms of value offering are we able to put out there? Are we able to offer to our internal or external, in some cases, customers? And then once you start shaping the thinking around that, then you can apply it in the sense of if that's a service, if that's a value proposition aligned to that service, how do we need to carry it out? What service architecture do we need to make that service work? Within that service architecture, then you're looking at things like what are the tools we need and equipment? What are the skills and competencies we need? Yeah. Um, maybe what other facilities do we need in order to make that possible? And, and of course, in our world, we also look at things like standards, you know, and, and again, it's all very contextual. Are there sort of internal standards and policies that need to be part of that service offering? So what the book that I wrote with Christina does it sort of takes that looking at the service, looking at then, well, how do you put quality in place? How do you put skill development in place for your team? How do you put standards in place? And it looks at all those different aspects that if you like form that architectural basis that underpins the business analysis as a service. Well, thank you very much. I think that will help a lot of people to, to get a, a, a greater maturity in the way they're doing business analysis. It will help a lot of leaders and organizations to adjust their business analysis skills and, and just not use it as skills, but as a structured services. Thank you very much, Deborah. It was a real pleasure to have you here today. It was absolutely great talking to you. Thank you so much for asking me. Oh, you're so welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>